Hello, and welcome to another episode of Objective Health. I am Doug. With me are my co-hosts, uh, Elliot and Erica. Hello. And in the background, on the ones and twos, as usual, is Damien. Hello. And unfortunately, Tiff can't be with us today, but we do have a very special guest. Um, we've interviewed him before, and we thought we would bring him on today because we're going to be talking about big tech censorship, and specifically big tech censorship of health news and information. Um, anybody who's been paying attention in the last little while and is a regular reader of anything like Mercola.com or Green Med Info or Natural News or any number of other popular um, alternative health websites has probably seen them talking about the fact that they are being censored. Um, rather extensively, actually. So we thought we would bring on a tech expert to walk us through a little bit of this. So we will welcome again Scotty from Scotty's Tech.info. Welcome, Scotty. Howdy. Good to be here again. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I mean, just from my intro there, um, there seems to have been a lot of stuff in the last little while coming out. Um, specifically, I think Zach Voorhees coming out, um, the Google whistleblower, who um, was kind of giving um, solid evidence of what Google's actually doing. I mean, people had been speculating for a long time about re-ranking health sites and having all these other kinds of um, ways of manipulating um, access to information. Um, and, you know, on this show, we're a health show, so we specifically talk about health information. But, I mean, they've been the, the big news is probably like election meddling and um, doing things to uh, boost certain candidates and derank other candidates. I know uh, Tulsi Gabbard has been a, a, a victim of that and is suing Google at the moment. But maybe um, maybe we should just kind of start with uh, oh, what's going on. <laughs> just, just to be well, kind of general about it. Well, let's see. Where should we begin? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, I've done a few videos on my Scotty's Tech.info channel talking about, you know, Google and all this kind of stuff. And it really actually began way the heck back uh, with, uh, I think it was Larry Page doing his PhD thesis. Uh, this was back in, you know, Google was founded in like 1998. And, you know, Larry Page does his PhD thesis. It was partially funded by DARPA. And so, you know, Google always had this motto that was, you know, don't be evil, mm -hmm. which was actually kind of funny because since Google's inception, like before the company ever went public, you had the involvement of uh, DARPA, the Defense Advanced Re Research Projects Agency. Uh, that's a complicated acronym, but <laughs> DARPA and, you know, a U.S. government institution. So everyone thinks that Google came about because, you know, Larry Page and Sergey Brin and they're these two geniuses and everything. And they created this wonderful search engine. And the truth is actually that, um, and this is all you know, based on publicly available information. There have been several books by various people written about it. Um, and basically from its very inception, Google was designed to you know, hoover up lots of data and collect information on people. And it was all kind of part of this whole total information awareness thing where uh, you know, it's ostensibly it's because they want to collect information uh, to like advertise better. You know, they, uh, they just want to sell you like a fancier car or, uh, you know, a, a 
printer or whatever. It's like, you know, Edward Bernays and marketing and all that kind of thing. Um, but the involvement of, of these different agencies, and of course the NSA actually comes in at various points. And um, so, you know, basically from the get-go, Google was never about a good search engine. It was about how we can grab a bunch of information. Mm. Then you kind of fast forward in time, and of course, Google became very powerful. Um, there's a uh, it was the uh, the book Surveillance Valley, which I think I mentioned um, last time when I was on your guys' show. Uh, that's a very interesting book, Surveillance Valley by Yasha Levine, because he talks about how you know in Silicon Valley how all this stuff has worked over the years, and how uh, very little of it was about. Um, well, not that it wasn't about innovation. It was about innovation and, you know, technologies are cool. I mean, the Google search engine itself is pretty awesome. And all the things that Google can do, like Google Maps and all that, it's all very useful. But behind all that, at every step of the way, you had uh, essentially intelligence agencies and government agencies wanting to get their mitts on as much data as possible. Uh, then you eventually you get to the, the whole smartphone craze. And this is actually interesting. It's becoming even more interesting. Uh, initially, of course, you know, you sign up for like a Gmail account and they, uh, part of the agreement is, you know, they say, we'll give you one gig of storage. And part of the agreement is that you allow all your emails to be scanned and all, you know, they, they would grab keywords. Uh, anyone who sent you an email, they'd grab that person's email address. They keyword search that person's email and they gathered all this data. Eventually, we started carrying smartphones around with us, and the smartphones, of course, have all these sensors. And then we started getting things like, uh, you know, Siri and Google Assistant, and now we have uh, like the Amazon Echo. Um, and it's even gone so far as now you it's, you don't have that just that little sort of interactive speaker that you can talk to and it answers questions. And of course, it's listening pretty much all the time. But now you're supposed to get, you know, like Amazon security cameras and hook them up to your Wi-Fi network, so you have footage, and there was a recent news article where everyone was up in arms because it turns out that, uh, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Amazon or Apple, I can't remember which one, uh, but one of them, it turns out that there were humans reviewing the footage. Mm. So all this stuff is supposed to be private, and of course everyone is up in arms again. Um, anyway, and then you, you have smartphones, and smartphones are great because it's, it's also uh, potentially listening to everything you do, and everyone can relate to the whole experience of, you know, you go out to dinner with some friends and you have your smartphone on and, you know, you're not actually using it actively. It's just on and, you know, in standby mode, the screen is off, it's in your pocket and uh, you're talking about some product or service. And after dinner, you all get home and suddenly, you know, you surf the internet and you start seeing ads for that product. Mm -hmm. So obviously they are actually monitoring and they're hoovering up a lot of data. Uh, and now, of course, the next interesting step is, uh, some new smartphones with AI processors, which is kind of interesting because AI processors can do interesting, cool stuff. Like they can, uh, they'd have like smarter autofocus, let's say, or uh, it could like post-process images or video, or th there's all kinds of neat stuff you can do with it. But it's kind of curious because um, it's also something that could be used to run these sort of machine learning algorithms, which is the way that companies like Google and Amazon that's the way they crunch all this data because many people say, well, hang on a minute. There's so much data that there's no way they can process it all. And in fact, they can because they're using these machine learning algorithms where you have a box and you program the, the box. It's software, but uh, you program this box with you know, certain inputs and outputs and you tell it 
you know, optimize for blah, like um, optimize for figuring out uh, what kind of candy people like the best or, you know, whatever. And then it, it gives a certain output and that gets fed back in and it's sort of self-learning, kind of like self-teaching and it tweaks itself. But of course the, um, well, first of all, so that technology, which has until this point been in uh, only in, you know, like Google's warehouses full of servers, now suddenly it could be offloaded onto the smartphone itself. So then they don't have to necessarily process so much data themselves because your smartphone will be actually spying on you and processing all the data and sifting through it uh, more efficiently. So they're kind of extending the artificial intelligence out into the smartphones themselves. And all that is kind of interesting because it sort of ties directly into uh, this whole censoring of, of um, alternative health sites. Um, because of course, well, there was all the stuff with the election and, you know, Trump and blah, blah, blah. And um, then they say, you know, there's Russian interference in the elections. And um, there's a lot of kind of, uh, kind of a lot of nonsense going on. You know, at the same time, all this spying and all this stuff is occurring. You have a bunch of people uh, basically saying, well, we know what the truth is and here it is. Um, and then you also have companies like Google, because they've become so powerful, they are now actually saying, well, okay, not only are we going to hoover up all the information and, uh, you know, we control all the information, but, you know, I mean, heck, as long as we control the information, let's just start telling people exactly what to think. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, then you get into, well, nope, sorry, Green Med Info and Merkula, they're, they're, not, uh, they're not okay. Um, and it, it's interesting because uh, Merkula had a, uh, one of his many recent articles on, on this whole problem. You know, he said, oh, if you type, if you go onto Google and you type uh, Merkula arthritis, I think it was, mm -hmm. if you type just arthritis, his articles used to come up because he's kind of an expert on arthritis and these alternative treatments for it and that sort of thing. So um, if you type just arthritis, he doesn't come up anymore. If you type Merkula arthritis, I think he does come up, but it's, it's, uh, uh, the, the results are for like his pet site or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I did a little experiment and I said, well, how about if I go on Yandex, which is of course is the Russian Google, the Russian search engine. Cause if you use DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo is just using Google search results. And I'm pretty sure StartPage does as well. I'm not sure about that, but a lot of these alternative search engines are actually just using Google's search results and sort of filtering them for filtering out all the privacy uh, violating stuff, supposedly. So I just went to yandex.com and I typed in uh, arthritis. And of course, Merkel is not on the first page, but I typed Merkel arthritis and poof, there was all his stuff. Hmm. Um, so I recently actually switched entirely from DuckDuckGo to yandex.com. And I'm now using a Russian search engine for the simple reason that it will actually give me the results that I want. And, you know, it's not going to censor things based on what somebody in Washington, D.C. or somebody at Google uh, wants me to see. It's going to give me, you know, relatively, uh, well, I'll say accurate results, accurate assuming that their system still works by uh, the general rule that, well, if, you know, a billion people do a search and most people click on this link, then that's going to be the most likely one that, that we should show you. Right. Um, so far, it seems to be working pretty well. So, yeah, just a little plug there for a Russian search engine. I'm sure that will be <laughs> very popular. Our video is going to get censored. 
It already is. Well, I have a, a friend who topic. actually works at Yandex, and so I, I started thinking about him, and I was like, well, you know, he's he's a good guy, and he's really smart, so yeah, I'm going to try Yandex. I've been super happy with it since, so. Well, that's interesting. I might, I'm going to have to give that a go, actually, because I had always wondered about that whole DuckDuckGo thing, because I'm like, well, it's still technically Google. It's just got this yeah. like kind of shell on it, and, and it, uh, yeah, like you were saying, supposedly doesn't have all that data hoovering stuff going on but yeah uh, it's DuckDuckGo is just kind of a wrapper for google so it, it the the result if the google results are skewed DuckDuckGo's results will be skewed mm. um and usually um if you type like a search and then you do like space site colon and then the name of the site uh like you know arthritis space site uh, Merkle, uh colon merkle.com then google will give you only results for that actual website's domain name. Um, yeah, it doesn't work usually. so well though. Really, I've tried yeah, doing that with Sot before, been, and it yeah. brings up a lot of sites that are not Sot. And Sot is never like the first or t- like you know few choices, and then it'll bring up French Sot, and it's like, well, no, clearly I'm not well, looking for so- that. Sot Sot has been subject to um, a lot of that kind of censorship for a very long time, and it's been going on for. Oh, a very, geez, probably about uh, 10 years at least and longer. And lately it's actually gotten pretty bad where, yeah, like even if you, if you do site sot.net, like, no, you don't, you don't get any results. Um, and it, it's kind of a problem because there are, there are people out there who are deciding that this is what you you know it's it's like the masses of people are doing searches and they're clicking on stuff and instead of simply showing uh showing me what everyone else might look at <clears throat> they're showing me what they think I should yeah. look at which is you know and and people make the argument and they say well yeah but google's a private company and that's true it is and so maybe they should be able to show me what they think I should look at except the problem is that um, we're not talking about, uh, you know, simply like, you know, product A versus product B here. We're talking about actual, like, you know, political movements and social movements and mm-hmm. even who the president of the United States of America is. Mm-hmm. And while all these people are saying, you know, oh, you know, evil Russians did this, you know, everyone's pointing the finger at, at somebody else while simultaneously, like, preventing me from reading articles on, on Merkula. Well, I mean, maybe the reason that Merkula and GreenMedInfo are popular is because they actually share information that does actually help people. Yeah. Why are you hiding that from me? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit too big brother, I'm afraid. Well, yeah. And it's kind of like when you look at the, um, um, Merkula did a pretty good job of actually um, digging into it. Um, and, you know, the top, health sites that are coming up in Google searches for health terms are WebMD, Healthline, and there was another one that I forget right now. Anyway, they, um, and they're all essentially um, advertising sites that are directing people to um, pharmaceutical uh, advertisements and pharmaceutical stuff. So it's like they they aren't really like they they it, it's portrayed as if they're an authorita- authoritative voice on health stuff, but of course they're completely skewed 
to that pharmaceutical aspect of stuff. And, you know, Google has a conflict of interest there because it's actually, you know, invested in some of these pharmaceutical things. And especially when you start digging into the vaccine thing, like I think Google is coming out with the first universal flu uh, vaccine or something along those lines. So it's like, you know, it's it's such a, a huge conflict of interest there. And, you know, when you've got all these different companies and like, yeah, you know, it's like, well, go start your own search engine. Well, the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that like, you know, Google is kind of the, the gold standard. Facebook, you know, all these other social media companies that uh, are have kind of platforms out there. There's no point in being on them, really, because nobody else is on there. So it's just like there's there's nobody there. Um, the whole point of a social network is to share things. So it's like there is kind of like a monopoly situation going on there. And when all of those companies kind of have these uh, special interests, um, conflicts of interest, and are directing people towards particular things, um, I don't know how to finish that sentence. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've personally noticed it since I've been, um, you know, say if I've typed something into Google specifically related to some health or some kind of therapy or some alternative medicine, uh, you know, concept, then the first four or five pages are oh. the typical. Oh, did you lose me? Yeah, we lost you for a second there. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, whenever I type anything related to alternative medicine or alternative therapies or anything into Google, then the first four or five pages will literally just be conventional um, uh, conventional nonsense, really. Mm-hmm. Um, just sites which claim to debunk these things. You know, like, for instance, Mercola gave, a, um, he gave an example of when you put in supplements... It, the the Google search engine has actually been rigged so that it doesn't present what um, like the the different suggestions uh, to, for the end of the sentence for what has been for what most people have. Have you lost me again? No, no, you're still there. Oh, no. right. <laughs> sorry, for what most people have searched into the engine. Sorry, my uh, internet connection goes down. But essentially, they've rigged it. So supplements are bad. Supplements are nonsense. Supplements yeah. don't work. Supplements are dangerous, right? So so it's like um, very much shaping the thought of the average person. Um, and so if they ever did uh, seek to step outside of the box and, and look at alternatives, then the first thing that they come across is um is disinformation mm-hmm. yeah then I mean you have the same thing with you know there, there's well in in the in recent past there has been a lot of stuff uh, about vaccines as well um, you know you know Doug mentioned vaccines and 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 that whole thing is is just crazy because you mm-hmm. can you can search and what you find is mostly the sort of mainstream view about it and um you know, I mean, I'm not the kind of person who's going to say, well, you know, vaccines are always evil, period, because, you know, I can look at you know, things that happened and I can go, well, you know, in that case, that vaccine, it actually did seem to save lots of people's lives. But then at the same time, you know, I'm going to go, well, hang on a minute, like what's in these vaccines and how well are they tested? And uh, why is it that when I was a child, you know, I got maybe like four or five shots and now uh, even babies are being given like 27 shots at once. And you're going like, well, are all of these illnesses 
suddenly, you know, super prevalent in, in, you know, like the United States and, and, you know, other, other countries or, you know, where did this come from? Mm. Um, but it's difficult to even, I mean, I can understand why people, you know, I hop on Facebook and, and I, I see people going, you know, all right, listen up, you know, I'm a registered nurse and, you know, anyone who says vaccines are bad or they're retarded and blah, blah, blah. And it's about saving people's lives. And, you know, I mean, I can, I kind of see where they're coming from, you know, especially like as a nurse or as a healthcare professional, because, you know, they can be good in certain circumstances. But one of the things that sort of the, the anti-vaxxers are saying is quite simply like, look, uh, why, why do we need all these shots? And of course, what about all the, the, there's a fancy word, adjuvants, or there's mm-hmm. some fancy for all the additives. That we know. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, but if you if you try to do a search for that, all you're going to get is is mostly mainstream stuff, and it's like everything from from health to to politics to to like literally everything. Suddenly, uh, you're you're not being shown things that are necessarily the most relevant to you. I mean, like like Elliot mentioned supplements. You know, I I mean, I have a um, a personal friend who she had urinary tract infections for like 11 years. And, you know, her doctor put her on this like low dose of like amoxicillin or something. I forget some, some antibiotic for 11 years she was on it. And so um, a friend of mine, it's just, it's his mother who had this problem. And he, he says, well, you know, if you take D manos, like boom, you're, you know, and she said, no, that's, well, that's crazy. Well, so she took D manos and three days later, her urinary tract infection of 11 years was gone. And that's essentially like, you know, mannose, it's like a type of sugar, I think. And mm-hmm. it's, it's technically, it's a supplement. And so here is this poor woman suffering for 11 years from these things. And, you know, even her doctor didn't know. And many doctors don't know these things because, you know, they're only taught, you know, whatever, like mainstream stuff. And so naturally people go onto the internet and, you know, in every case, is it good that people are getting information from the internet? Well, no, because it's not always accurate or, uh, the bigger problem is that they themselves are not actually sifting through the information mm-hmm. and kind of doing their own homework. Um, but just the fact that people have to do this, that they have to do their homework because a lot of these alternative therapies are poo-pooed. You know, I've used like a gajillion alternative therapies in my day, um, including like, you know, energetic things like Reiki and whatever. And like, I swear by them, uh, simply because they work. So, um, but now it's, it's like, you can't even, it's like they're forbidding you from even attempting to sift through all the information and come to your own conclusions because anytime you do a search, they're making it more and more tricky for you to get any information at all, which is the antithesis of what the internet is supposed to be, mm-hmm. uh, which is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we come back to it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's basically, um, you know, I've seen the word technocracy kind of thrown around lately, um, and you know, I guess that's a made up word, but it it actually it that is kind of what we're starting to see here. It's basically like a um, complete control of information. Is it seems like it's right on the horizon, where it's kind of like. When the internet first came around, it was everybody's like, yay, freedom, this is going to be the savior of humanity. Everybody, all the information is free and everybody's going to have all this information and be able to get so smart. And now it kind of seems like they started clamping down on it. Um, Well, I mean, you know, 
with the creation of the internet that it was it was already like you were saying was basically a big information data hoovering operation from the get-go but it kind of seems like it went in a direction that nobody was really expecting at least the us plebes weren't really expecting it um, because we did have this kind of we're gonna be telling our kids about the golden golden age of the internet when you could find any information you wanted to not now you can't find it now you know, even now, I mean, at least you can like sift through search results or there are ways of kind of finding information. There's different portals that you can go through. But um, it kind of seems like on the horizon, we're going to get to a point where it's like there's official information and there is um, illegal uh, censored information that, you know, well, whether or not it's illegal, it just won't be accessible. Yeah, which is actually very funny because you know, what do we hear in the news all the time about, like, say, China? Well, they have their social credit score system, and it's so evil, and they're controlling information, and they have the great firewall of China, and, and everyone's so busy looking over at China saying, oh, well, at least it's not that bad over here, that they're not actually, you know, looking in the mirror, realizing that, that they are either advocating for the exact same thing here, or they're, you know, kind of sitting around as, as we are going, uh, what's going on here? Because that's not how the internet's supposed to work mm-hmm. um, or they're inundating you with so much useless nonsense that you have the illusion of choice mm-hmm. right yeah. you know especially the arthritis thing you were talking about scotty like okay you can have this pill or that pill or this but never anything about diet or lifestyle it's like 10 pages of the illusion of choice and then your brain is inundated and you're like, okay, I guess I will not continue to search for that. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought it was actually pretty interesting when the whole, you know, Jordan Peterson and his daughter, Michaela, and they went through this whole thing with, uh, well, I guess they're still doing it, the, the whole carnivore diet. And then there was this huge blowback and all these articles and experts coming out and saying, you know, oh, the carnivore diet is, it's dangerous. It's horrible. I mean, it was just like this barrage. Like it was like a tidal wave of, you know, that's all nonsense. It's dangerous. You're going to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go like, well, the, what's the actual harm in trying? I mean, unless you have some, you know, pre-existing horrible medical condition or something. You know, on the other hand, you have all these people who are becoming vegans, and there are problems with being a vegan, you know, in many cases. But at the same time, it's not that simple because, you know, you can't just say, well, uh, you know, carnivore is best for everybody or, you know, uh, veganism is best for everybody. Because, you know, there are stories of people who, uh, you know, they get some kind of cancer and then they start like juicing everything and they claim that juicing cured the cancer. Well, maybe it did because maybe for them they had some severe lack of some vitamins or you know, what nutrients or whatever. And so maybe it did. And that's a great story. But then, you know, in the long term, are they still going to be healthy? Well, I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Um, so it's, it's even kind of crazy because usually, you know, most of us who are into alternative health, we, we tend to sort of look at all this information, like I said, and kind of sift through it and consider like all these different possibilities and try things uh, in many cases, because mainstream treatments simply didn't work. Uh, like in the case of this, my friend's mom's urinary tract infection, it's like, look, 11 years, that's a long time to be taking, you know, antibiotics for that kind of thing. And then poof, three days later, a supplement cures it. And occasionally she has, you know, flare ups and so she takes more d and boom, done. Hmm. Um, and that's, it's like crazy. And, and most people are actually, uh, 
like I say, sifting through information, you know, being careful about it. And yet uh, we're all kind of treated like, uh, kind of like children, you know, like, no, yeah. you're, you're not smart enough to do that. And so we'll do it for you. And then they proceed to tell you, you know, um, obviously if you think you have a problem here, take this, you know, new pharmaceutical that's anti-anxiety or anti, you know, antidepressant or something. And it's like, hey. it's crazy. It's bad. Yeah, it is bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it, it's an interesting point, the whole um, treating us like children. Because, I mean, it is kind of like nanny state on steroids. The whole idea, especially, I, I saw this a lot in, um, uh, particularly a couple of years ago, um, during with the whole vaccine debate, the vaxxers versus the anti-vaxxers kind of thing. It was There was a lot of uh, rhetoric out there that, People who weren't doctors didn't have the right to make any kind of, um, essentially make an informed choice about vaccination. It's like, you're not a doctor, so you can't, um, you can't weigh in on the debate. Um, or you can't, uh, you can't decide for your family whether or not you want them to get vaccinated. Um, you know, it's so contrary to what... Um, the, I, I, I would use terms like the spirit of the internet when, but I keep on thinking back to the fact that you, you, you've already like debunked that Scotty saying that <laughs> the internet was just invented to Hoover your data, but um, well, it, not exclusively. Cause I mean, it was, it, it did actually start. I mean, email began as like kind of a fun little project. The reason email is so horrible is because it sort of began as this kind of messaging thing with like no security and like no encryption and anyone could send a mail as anyone else. It was kind of like a fun thing to do and it evolved into email and the internet was kind of like a government project and connecting, you know, military computer networks together and blah, blah, blah. And it evolved into this, uh, this, you know, what it is today. And along the way, of course, like all these cool tools came up and, and, all these capabilities and this, you know, massive trove of information. I mean, if you have like, if your computer breaks or if your car breaks and you, you have to replace some switch, like your rear view mirror control switch in your car, just go on YouTube and type the, the make and model and year of your car and, you know, rear view mirror switch replacement. And I would bet you a large amount of money that you will find a video on there mm -hmm. or at least a website that to tells you exactly how to do it. I mean, that's like phenomenally cool. Um, so there, there, it, it's kind of like the, they in the background always had these sort of, uh, these horrible, uh, this, this horrible inclination to do all the data hoovering and to try and control. But at the same time, it sort of exploded into something that they didn't really expect. Uh, I don't think any of them really ever envisioned that it would be, uh, really as awesome as it is in terms of the ability to share so much information and to have all this information accessible at your fingertips literally if you want to know how to do anything like if i wanted to build like a wood framed house and I, you know like say i'm living in the u.s i want to build a wood frame house with this and that and the other thing like i can hop on the internet and learn pretty much everything i need to know to do that if i want to learn any language there are various resources where i can learn that language i don't have to pay anything well i have to pay for my internet access and i have to pay for my computer but um so i think a lot of that happened and that was unexpected and in as all of that good stuff sort of exploded, so did the ability to spy and the, and the data hoovering that also exploded. Mm. And I think my theory is that it sort of reached a point where uh, also, you know, politically and socially you know, things got a little bit too 
uh, crazy, let's say, uh, where then all of a sudden it was like, okay, stop. Um, almost like somebody felt like they lost control. And so now they, they said, okay, well, we've got to like lock all this stuff down and like, you know, yeah. start telling people, no, parents do not have the, the ability to decide for their own. <laughs> it's only doctors who can decide. It's only this. And suddenly we find ourselves moving towards the types of repressive societies that we're always poo-pooing and that we turn on the news and that they're always, you know, poo-pooing that country over there because they're so repressive and they don't, their citizens don't have choice and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's exactly what, what we're seeing right now in our own yeah. countries. Um, so I don't think it's always, it's not like all bad or all good. It's like the, these two different parts of the internet kind of evolved at the same time. And uh, for whatever reason, it's like somebody flipped a switch and the crazies just went, okay, this is nuts. Now we have to control everything, which is um, not going to work. Yeah. That's my prediction. Mm. It'll be a bumpy road, but it, I don't think it can possibly work because you can't, you can't control everything. You can't control all the information in the universe. You know, it's, it's just not gonna. Um, and already you have, you know, you have like Facebook came out and said, Oh, we're going to have a Libra cryptocurrency. We're going to, you know, they wanted to create their own money and control it. And everybody said, no, you're not. That's stupid. Like, you're not going to do that. And they're like, okay. <laughs> like, that, that was the end of Libra, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really like optimistic, but I'm also not pessimistic about it. I'm kind of like neutral towards the whole thing. And interested well, in the world. If we use China as like an example, um, have they been like, cause I don't really know much about it. Have they been like really efficient at locking down the information? Like if people, are there pirates over there? Are there guys like, you know, getting secret access to things that is not government sanctioned? Maybe you don't know the well, answer to that. It's yeah. It's kind of hard. I mean, I've, um, it depends on who you ask. Unfortunately, I don't actually have any, uh, friends who live in China. So I don't have any sort of insider information like I do with, with certain other countries that are in the news a lot lately. Um, various, you know, like videos and articles I've read of people who claim to live there or to have lived there. Uh, you know, they say various things. Like some of them say it's like horribly bad and controlled and blah, blah, blah. Some of them say, yeah, you know, like this website is banned. That website is banned. But this one is filtered. That one's filtered. Um, then of course it's a question of well what are they filtering um and i don't know so um yeah i i really don't know i, I can't really say any degree of authority you know so um well the reason I, but i would say like is it is it actually any worse than what we're going through here now i mean if, if i want to search for some supplements and it's being effectively censored well, then what's the difference between that and, you know, the government of China saying, no, you're not allowed to view, you know, Scotty's tech.info because he's a, he's an evil rebel, mm. you know, I mean. <laughs> right. No, I'm just wondering because your, your outlook is kind of on the balance of optimistic, pessimistic. You, you don't think that the kind of the, the shutdown of the information, the, the clamp down um, is going to work. And I was just kind of like, well. I was thinking to myself, it kind of seems to have worked in China, but maybe, you know, I don't really know that much about it. That was just where my question was coming from. So, yeah, well, I, th I mean, I think f for certain things, um, well, this is my guess for certain things like, you know, say political topics, uh, I'm guessing that's pretty well locked down, mm. uh, you know, but in terms of like 
supplements, for example? Well, probably not because there's, you know, there's like Chinese medicine, there's, there's all kinds of other stuff. Um, you know, again, this is a guess, but because of things like Chinese medicine, which is considered alternative medicine in the West, you know, maybe that kind of stuff isn't so locked down. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, that's difficult to say really. I probably shouldn't try to say anything more about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go to China and find out and let you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was interesting because I know we, like most of our discussions have been about Google so far, but um, other sites as well have been, um, you know, censoring information also. Uh, Green Med Info was talking about at one point they got dropped from MailChimp, which is really just like Mm -hmm. a, a batch email sending service that um, that was actually very surprising to me because yeah. when i when i uh watched the video where he mentions that i was like wow because because i run various servers and use uh, different mail sending services because basically email as i said earlier is like a total nightmare and so in order to ensure deliverability you use something like mailchimp because mm-hmm. if you have your own server and you try to send your own mails you get sort of blacklisted instantly because of you know spammers on similar IP blocks and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, of course, everyone, if you send mass mail, uh, like newsletters or you know daily updates or something, you sh- should use something like MailChimp because if you don't, it's not going to get delivered. And those guys usually, up until this point, um, I'd actually never heard of anyone being poo-pooed by them, certainly not just kicked off because they were talking about like alternative medicine stuff. I mean, it's not even... Um, I think I, I think there were a couple stories about you know someone was supposedly sending you know terrorism related newsletters or something and they they you know the the, the company put the kibosh on them. It wasn't Mailchimp; it was another one. Mm. Um, that actually surprised me because it's like, well, who put pressure on Mailchimp of all? But then again, maybe nobody put pressure on them. Maybe Mailchimp is simply run by uh, an individual or individuals who feel very strongly that alternative medicine is bunk and we should all get our vaccinations and, uh, you know, take our antidepressants and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also a possibility. So uh, part of the problem is, is, you know, big tech, but the other part of the problem is sort of the general kind of hysteria that's going on where uh, you can't actually have a conversation with many people about certain topics because they just get so upset about it. Um, obviously say like, you know, Trump and Democrats and Republicans, the the more political side, that's, that's certainly one, but you know, like vaccines is another Mm -hmm. where if you say like, no, you know, I I don't think I'm going to vaccinate my kids. And, you know, people start like throwing bottles at your head and stuff a little bit. Um, and that, that whole thing is, I think kind of another symptom of current problems in society, but also sort of aggravated by the techie side. Um, but yeah. Well, it's interesting with the MailChimp thing, too, that it was just the vaccine topic. It wasn't like you were saying supplements or alternative medicines, chiropractor or something. It was actually just the question of uh, the vaccine scheduling. And like you said earlier, Scotty, the difference between, you know, getting five vaccines as opposed to 65. So it's and we've mentioned this before on the show in the U.S., like the compliance rate with vaccinations is well over 90%. So it seems like targeting, uh, you know, uh, uh, 
Green Med Info for sending out, what do they have, like 300,000 people on their mailing list over just that one topic seems really excessive mm. in censorship. Well, it kind of coincided with like a few other ones too. Like on Pinterest, they started censoring any anything. Yeah, I, I hate to use the word anti-vaxxer because, you know, as Sayer G at Green Med Info was saying he's like we're not actually anti-vaccine you know anti-vaccine is basically taking the stance of wanting to be all vaccines to be erased from the planet they're pro-choice about vaccines the idea that you should have the freedom to choose your medical interventions but you know anything that wasn't blatantly pro-vaccine was uh erased from pinterest um facebook i'm pretty sure did the same thing so yeah, that, that's the problem. It's not like there's even that many people, it seems, in that kind of community who are like blanket anti-vaccine. Mm. It's just pro-choice and it's pro-education and it's, yeah. you know, uh, in, in favor of the right to decide uh, your, your own health choices, right? And, if, uh, and, and it's educating and, and honesty. It's like, uh, you know, medical honesty. That's what these people are... Uh, protesting for again, essentially. But the problem is, is that with this whole thing that's going on now with Google, it's it's um, it's essentially as though anyone who does not agree one hundred percent with the narrative is is uh, is somehow a heretic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and should be burned at the stake. Yeah. For questioning. I mean, it seems like in reading for this topic, you know, it seems like the, the, the decision to try and control all the information for people that just have questions, like back to the, you know, the example that you used, Scotty, of like having a, um, you know, a urinary tract infection or, I mean, what was one of the articles we, we read? It's like 700,000 searches a minute for health-related topics. Like, I break out in a rash, what could it be? Just mm -hmm. the controlling of all the information that you may get away from alternatives or, you know, whatever they call them, quacks or, you know. Mm -hmm. It just seems like I, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around why that would be such an important thing to control. Why the opportunity to use Western medicine as opposed to alternative mes uh, medicine is such a, um, a need to control the information. It's like uh, one of the articles we were reading is compared it to the book uh, Fahrenheit 451, like uh, mm. book burning and like uh, censoring. And I just, it's, and probably because I've, been in the alternative health world for so long, it just seems like common knowledge that you would want two very different sides of a perspective to get an idea of how to navigate forward. Sorry if that didn't make sense. No, it made sense. <laughs> it just seems absurd to me. That, I, um, I agree. Yeah. But when there's, but when there's billions involved, right? You know, you, you need to, you need to, um, you need to block out the other side of the market, essentially, you know, yeah. you, you can't be having those kinds of influences, making people ask questions, you know, especially when there's money to be made. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like you get, 
I mean, it's it's the same thing with all the kind of. To me, it almost seems like the same as, as with everything. It's like uh, there's all this money to be made, and then, um, you know, you have you know lobbying groups in the background, and um, you know sometimes maybe well you know let's distract people from this you know political crisis by having this vaccine crisis over here, and it just seems like you have uh, a relatively small group of people who uh, feel like they're just losing control of whatever. Mm. Uh, and then, like I say, on the side, they're being approached by, you know, maybe somebody at, at big tech is being approached by their, their pharmaceutical company cronies. And they're saying, yeah, you should do something about that, Bob. And mm. then so you know, <laughs> Bob goes and does blah, blah, blah. And, and suddenly they're, they're censoring things. And, and also you have, um, you know, like at Google, especially they have this, apparently they have this whole like wing for like, you know, social justice warrior branch or something where, you know, they all have like air and they're all going to like make sure that everything is fair and balanced and you're going well then they probably all, sh- all shouldn't have pink and green hair because most people don't and that's not fair and balanced yeah. you know <laughs> but it's like well so then you have groups like that who are apparently sort of steering things in various directions so if like one of them gets really upset by you know vaccines or something suddenly you have this this whole big explosion and um it's like it is actually a little bit strange to me. Like it is, it is absurd, and it, it does actually kind of blow my mind because I'm I'm continually surprised. You know, like I said, I'm optimistic and pessimistic, but at the same time, I am still kind of shocked that uh, there hasn't really been uh, enough blowback against all this stuff. You know, okay, so we have some congressional hearings where they're kind of grilling, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and you know Google execs and you know blah blah blah, but. Um, that's happened many times over the decades. And uh, usually there's a whole big stink made about it. And then, you know, companies or, you know, Intel agencies or whatever, they promise to not do these things anymore. And then they just sort of outsource it to Britain and Britain outsources theirs to ours. And we go, yeah, we just carry on as before. Mm-hmm. But there, there is something about like right now where, and like I said, I don't know if it's just because of like hysteria or like it's like something in the air where suddenly all these things are coming up at once. And I don't think that's purely related to just technology. It's like because we have this technology and because there's this thing in the air where people are just kind of losing their minds, um, that's sort of the means by which they they just try to control what everyone else is thinking. And um, it is it is pretty absurd, actually. Uh, how far will it go? Like, I don't know. I mean, I was actually pretty shocked to learn that uh, – you know, like Green Med Info and Merkula. I mean, come on. How many people have they helped for crying out loud? I mean, this huge mailing list and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and plus, like, like Doug said, they weren't saying, you know, no vaccines ever. They were saying, no, we want the choice. And then there's this misunderstanding where the pro-vacciners are saying, you're anti-vaccine. And the anti-vaccine are saying, no, I'm not anti. I just want to have the choice mm. whether, you know, like, I or especially my child gets this and they're like, no, and they start punching each other. And then and it's like, uh, it's, it's like the amount of hysteria is, is crazy. And I think that's just kind of spilling over into the tech world. And unfortunately um, many of the people at these big tech companies are, have decided that, you know, all right, well, we'll just control everything and, and do it better. Yeah. Uh, for your safety. For your safety. It's yeah, to keep yeah. you safe. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, but it's like, 
there's there's a huge backlash. Like, I mean, if I if I publish a video on you know, hey, use this this dumb phone. It doesn't run at Google's Android. It runs KaiOS, but it does have little Google apps like YouTube and Google Assistant. But it's not evil apps like like on a smartphone. It's different. People just post like crazy, and they're like, no Google. I hate Google. No, nothing Google. And I'm like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it does, it's like, there is, there is kind of a backlash, but then the, then it's like the big tech, they go like, Oh, you're, you're mad that we're like censoring Merkel and GreenMed info. Well, we don't care. We're going to double down and do it even more. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then people will do like what I did and go, okay, I'll just use Yandex. And they're like, no, that's the evil Russian search engine. And I'm like, yeah, if it's the search results that I'm looking for, then who else am I going to use? So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy yeah and, and the other interesting thing in the um they were talking about uh whichever video i watched i can't remember with um with synergy and green med info they were talking about uh wikipedia mm-hmm. and how wikipedia is now like pretty much everyone has known that wikipedia is not exactly totally above board uh, for a very long time now, so that just kind of highlighted uh, once again how how corrupt it's become. Um, but then at the same time, if I go on Wikipedia and I look up something about like electrical engineering, like you know power systems or like circuit analysis or you know something that's like very kind of engineering, pure sciencey kind of things, mm-hmm. they have very good information on there mm-hmm. because not a politically hot topic it's not a socially hot topic it's not like vaccines it's not like a a medically hot topic it's 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 just sort of there so there is no one in there saying like you know no power is not equal to voltage times current even though it is because (laughs) you know my philosophy says no you know there it's it's like there is still a lot of good information on there Mm -hmm. um but then that just means you have to be very careful and you have to like sift even more uh, if you decide to use Wikipedia, um, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. That's the theme of this show. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's bad. And it's crazy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't actually know why I'm optimistic. Um, <laughs> for a very long time, I, I was pessimistic. And like, I, I would probably argue that I actually understand more about this stuff than most people, but yeah. And like, I see it getting worse and worse every day. So I'm not actually sure why I'm optimistic, but it's like, it, I mean, it, I guess it just seems to me like how on earth would you censor people like Sergi and Dr. Merkula and all these people, you know, people who have done so much good for others and who have shared so much and, and then you're just going to censor them and, there's not going to be any, there's not going to be any pushback to that. There's not going to be, um, and, and plus it's happening in so many different areas that it just seems like eventually you're, you're going to, something's going to snap. Mm. Um, when, you know, Facebook comes out and says, yeah, we're going to like start controlling money because everyone's going to use Libra. And then everyone kind of looks at them like, no, you're not, you're stupid. And then they go, Oh, you're right. We're not, you know, that kind of gives me a little bit of hope. Like, cause at least it's now maybe it'll get worse. Maybe, maybe five years from now we'll be sitting here 
and and I'll be like, yes, I'm pessimistic now. Oh, <laughs> we're all gonna die. <laughs> but um, it's it's also I think the core of it is just that all this stuff is happening, and it's like, like I said earlier, like you cannot control all information. Like every time this has been tried all throughout history, it always you know it, it can get bad. Uh, it can get very very bad in in some cases and in some places. Um, but eventually the tide turns back the other way because if it doesn't, we all destroy ourselves. Mm. So I don't know, but, uh, and in terms of, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I know there are a lot of people who are like, nah, you know, I don't, I don't want my stupid smartphone anymore. I don't want Google anymore. I'm, I'm sick of Facebook. I'm sick of the, you know, the, I'm sick of being on Twitter and, and being like shouted down by, by a bunch of crazy people. And I even observed on Facebook the other day, I posted something. Um, oh, I think it was a, a Greta Thunberg thing, you know, it was like the a picture of like her eyes. And, and I said like, kind of as a joke, you know, big sister is watching. And a friend of mine, um, actually one, one friend of mine from grade school posted and, and he said something about like, yeah, because, uh, but she'll, she'll just find another boat or something. And, you know, four guys will take her on the boat with zero emissions and then they'll get on airplanes and fly back home. Right. Yeah. You know, perfect. And so then another friend of mine from grade school replied to that and posted one of these like, you know, animated GIFs with it with with like the the pug and, and the text triggered at the bottom. <laughs> and so then they then they had this back and forth. And this had never happened before. They had this kind of back and forth where the 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 first one who posted said to the the triggered guy said like, oh well, you know, you're something about you're like a big man behind the keyboard or, you know, people shouldn't be tough guys behind the keyboard on social media. And then the other one responded and said, you know, well, I don't think you're a tough guy behind the keyboard. And the other one responded and said, no, no, I wasn't talking about me. And that actually opened the way for a conversation where the, the, the nicer one, let's say the non-triggered one said, Hey, we should meet up for coffee sometime. And it, and it was like, and they agreed to meet for coffee in the end. And it was like, that's not how that's supposed to go. Like everyone's supposed to be triggered and then start like hurling insults and memes at each other. And then, and then you know, you know, smash their computers with a baseball bat or something. And instead it was like, they're going to meet up for coffee now and just have a chat <laughs> more in common than they thought. And you go, no, that's a good idea. That's nice. <laughs> so I'm seeing like little sort of glimmers of hope here where, you know, both in terms of technology and in terms of like society and, and, um, I, you know, you never know how things are going to go, but, um, I wish there was something, something that we could do. I suppose we can go, go to, you know, Merkel and green med info and other sites like that and just read them more often, yeah. bookmark yeah. them and just, Share and just keep reading and yeah. share them on, on social media and just, just keep going because, uh, uh, that would be a shame if they were. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they, yeah, because I mean the, the latest, um, Google algorithm, sh uh, uh, the change in the algorithm, um, Mercola was saying something like he's lost 99% of his traffic or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it just shows you how, how powerful Google is all these, all these platforms, how, how incredibly powerful they are. And I think that, yeah, that is, I would hope to see more and more people starting to shift away from those two alternatives. Um, you know, that's opening a whole other can of worms. You could probably do an entire show about that. 
Um, but the the I think the the big problem is that you know these these ones have their power because there is kind of like a they came up at the right time, so it's kind of like consensus that that's the one that everybody uses. So for another viable alternative to come up, there would have to be mass migration from these pa platforms. Um, I would yeah, like to see that. There are other alternatives. I mean, like YouTube is obviously a big one. Like mm -hmm. you can't say certain things on YouTube. Right. Uh, as I discovered if you give any sort of fair and balanced review of China and what's going on there, if you just say that like they're, if you say anything about like they're not totally evil, then suddenly you, that video can be demonetized and you're kind of poo-pooed and it gets no views. You know, there's certain things that you can't, you can't even, you can't even use the word drugs because if you do, it's like they, they say, oh, sorry, this is demonetized, doesn't follow our guidelines. You know, you do a manual review and then they say, okay, you're back. I mean, it's, mm. the, there's, there's different levels. There's being like, you know, de demonetized permanently individual videos. Then there's being like deplatformed where they just kick you off entirely. Um, but uh, there are alternatives to YouTube, and none of them are, you know, it's none of them will give give uh, creators the exposure that YouTube does, and that's exactly. why everyone's with them. And right now, you know, YouTube knows that, um, but there are uh, other alternatives in the works, and you know, who knows what what the next thing will be. I mean, I was just thinking the other day, you know, it's kind of funny because right now, video is like the thing. Well, video isn't going to be the thing forever. Hmm. I, I don't know what the next thing is going to be, but uh, you know, when when you have YouTube and something like forty-three years of video are uploaded every single day, you know, you reach a point where it's like if everyone on Earth is making YouTube videos and uploading them, well, something has to give, you know, <laughs> um, and something else will come along and be like the next thing, whatever that is, uh, and that may or may not be controlled by Google and Facebook and Apple and Amazon and, and whatever. And if it's not, they'll probably buy it. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is kind of problematic because it gives you all this exposure, but at the same time, there's, there's, you know, more and more of this control. Um, well, the other thing I wanted to say is, um, you know, when, uh, you said, you mentioned that Merkel has said that, uh, that this traffic is down like 99% or something. That's actually also very interesting because uh, on SAT.net, we have uh, lower traffic by about uh, quite a bit, actually, just since like maybe five years ago. Hmm. And part of the reason for that, it seems, is because, you know, we have analytics of various types. And, and one of the things they say is, uh, oh, you know, Facebook, you're getting like 33% of your traffic from Facebook. But if you go and you actually look at the numbers, uh, they keep telling you that you're still getting 33% of your traffic from social media, in this case, Facebook, but the actual total uh, amount of people that are coming from Facebook is lower. Mm. So it's like, you're still getting 33% of traffic, you know, the same, you're, you're getting the same percentage of traffic. In other words, Facebook is driving the same percentage of, of, of your total traffic to your site as before. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are not actually penalizing you in right. any way. Right. Um, and it's kind of a problem because if Facebook decides, well, when, when people share stuff from, you know, whatever website, uh, we're going to like poo poo that and we're not going to let as many people see it. Suddenly you get fewer referrals and you get fewer people clicking over to your site. And then of course your traffic drops 
And then they're going, yeah, but we're still, we're still giving you 33% of your traffic. We're still sending the same percentage as before. Um, but actually, in terms of sheer numbers, no, they're not. Mm. Uh, so you have to kind of look at these things very carefully. And um, yeah, there's not really much you can do about it. Uh, but you can find other ways to spread the word uh, if, you know, well, if Facebook is censoring you, then okay, we'll try Twitter. And if Twitter is censoring you, okay, well then, you know, keep doing, you know, stuff on YouTube. And if YouTube starts to censor you, well, uh, you know, branch out and use one of the alternative platforms and, you yeah. know, if you've got a 300,000 person mailing list, tell them like, yeah, well, we're, we're using these guys now, yeah. you know, hop on over and, and that could be the thing that actually pushes that alternative platform over the edge and, or at least helps to push it over the edge and suddenly it becomes popular and boom, yeah. it explodes to the next best thing. And then it becomes the best thing. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen a number of YouTube content creators who like directly in their video are saying, by the way, go to this other platform and follow me there, like promoting, promoting it in that way. And I guess maybe if enough people start doing that. Yeah, I, I even saw one guy who was actually saying, look, on this other platform, I've got exclusive content that I'm not posting on YouTube. So go over there and find me there. And I guess if you get, you know, kind of a critical mass of people doing that, you would see at least trickles of people starting to uh, to migrate the, to, to these other platforms. We post ours on uh, Brighteon, which is uh, natural news. Um, Mike Adams, it's his like alternative to YouTube kind of thing. But mm. um, the views are not not as big over there as they are on YouTube, obviously, just because there's not as large a, an audience. I've got to tell people I head on over there. Yeah, head over to Brighteon. Um, <laughs> we don't have any exclusive content over there, but maybe we will someday. Yeah, yeah actually, that's a good idea. I'll take a page from his book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean... It's, it's very difficult to, you know, in, in this day and age, you, you can't, you know, what are you going to do? Post paper flyers everywhere? Yeah. Well, okay, that'll work to an extent, but, but you know, and... A and phone then, tree. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you think, well, geez, if you are actually, uh, like, say you have, like, a YouTube channel and you're trying to, like, you know, grow a business or something and you are actually getting sort of hits from people and there is interest you know, to what extent is, you know, to, to, to what extent is that actually reduced compared to what it would be because they're still actually sort of penalizing you. Um, you know, there, there's so much of the stuff that goes on that, uh, whether it's, you know, social networks, not, they let you share stuff, but then they sort of kind of censor it in the background. And that's, mm -hmm. that's like a big one is like, it's, it's not always, the best kind of censorship is not where they tell you to your face, you know, you're, you're a dork and we're going to, we're canceling your channel. The best kind is where you're posting content and they are simply not allowing it to propagate or sharing it or putting it in front of other people. And then you just sit there and you think, well, nobody loves me. Like I'm a big fat loser. And then you give up, yeah. you know, whereas the truth is that they're doing it in the background because they don't like your content. Yeah. And, um, so that's why you should never give up. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if that's why this is particularly happening in the health world, um, with Google, like if they, if they just, 
you know, don't allow the alternatives to be available, then people will just kind of take what they can get, whether it's the drugs or the medical doctor, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. uh, it, maybe that's the intention is if we just control it to the point where people don't have the time and energy to do to go through five or 10 pages of Google searches to find mm -hmm. what they're looking for, um, uh, like a discouraging, because it's also kind of like the average American's attention span too, is like not very <laughs> large, you know? And so if we just, if we just put endless nonsense, they'll just get tired with it at all. I'll just take the, I'll just take the pharma drug. I'll ask my doctor, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. having that tenacity to, um, be committed and i think that's why the vaccine thing is really one of those top five concerns because they know parents and i've said this before don't have hours and hours to read medical journals and mm -hmm. really dig to the bottom so if they just keep you know lambasting people that choose to even question safety then the, the answer's already been made the decision's already been made well oh you know i don't have to do my research this doctor says it's safe this organization the cdc doctor Offit, or whatever you know you got your five people and that's as far as they go mm -hmm. because again like the vaccine thing just seems so bizarre that it would be um still going on i mean i feel like six months ago we we did the vaccine thing and it's still going on it's yeah. still like no it's censorship not and no it's not letting up maybe everybody will go back to books <laughs> you can't find the information you need online on the web so people will just start reading books again but that can even happen in like a library too where it's uh you know you you want a book and it's oh it's missing it's out of you know they can't find it so i I just think that the internet is, is like you were saying, Scotty, so extensive. There's just so much. And mm. I, I wanted to share that I'm with you. I'm, I'm optimistic as well. I know I shared this a couple months ago about Monsanto getting sued and, and maybe this will eventually happen in the future with vaccine, you know, companies. And my co-host did not share my optimism, but I'm going to continue <laughs> to stay optimistic. <laughs> All right, good job. <laughs> I mean, I, like, like, it's like what you're saying is true because, I mean, you, you know, you see it kind of across the board, whether it comes to like politics and countries waging war on other countries and vaccines and, you know, like all this stuff where, um, you know, I mean, you can say, well, the average American doesn't have the attention span you know, a long enough attention span. And, you know, it's also the simple fact that you know, most people are, they're so buried in their lives. Like it's enough to actually like get up and take care of the kids and then go to, you know, get them to school and then go to work and then get the kids after school and, blah, 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 and you know, and, and they barely have time to like breathe. So at the end of the day, like, yeah, they're just going to turn on mainstream news or this or that or, um, so those of us who, for whatever reason, actually have um, not just the drive, but the time to talk about this stuff, like, I think it's that much more important that we do. Because, I mean, like, like on my techie channel, I made some videos about, you know, like I said, like dumb phones. And I've talked about like 5G and the health, the health risks of like wireless stuff, like radio frequency emissions and stuff. And, you know, when I do that kind of stuff, it's I feel like, well... 
I'm probably not going to make any kind of difference. It's probably not going to stop the rollout of 5G. It's probably, but I'm just going to do it anyway because, you know, I look and I see like literally thousands of studies about this stuff and I go, this is ridiculous. Like we've got to stop. And I say point blank. I don't think we should get rid of all of it. I think we should work together and do a real long-term study and figure out how to make it safe. So we don't have to get rid of it. We just have to make it safe. And I think it's possible to do that. And again, I kind of feel like, well, on the one hand, it's like, I, I have to do this. And on the other hand, it's like, well, why am I bothering? Because nobody's going to care. It's not going to change anything. And in the end, suddenly, um, you know, like a few months, even years later, suddenly there are uh, like entire cities who have stopped the rollout of 5G. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, we're, we're not going to roll out 5G. There was another story where I, uh, the first video I did on 5G was like the following month. There was a guy for like PC Magazine, I think it was, who wrote an article. And uh, it wasn't in response to my video or anything. Like I'm not that, not that important. But, <laughs> it was interesting because you know, my video was one of, of, of several... Uh, videos and, and news stories at that time. And like a month later, here comes this guy. I think it was PC Magazine. He writes this article. He wasn't even pro 5G. He was he was like, he kind of wussed out actually. He, he, he didn't really take a stance on it either way. He was just kind of reporting. Well, you have these people who say it's good. And you have those people who say it's bad. Bye. Like, that was it. <laughs> and he lost his job for it. You're kidding. And they replaced him with another guy who wrote this glowing review of how wonderful 5G is and it's going to save all of our lives oh and make us And like the guy didn't even say anything. I remember reading the article and I was going like, dude, you should have at least like, you know. Stuck your neck out enough to make it worth it. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to take the time to write something, at least, you know, do a little research and, you know, at least spell out your own opinion, like make it worth something. And he couldn't even do that. And then, then I find out a little while ago that, yeah, he was actually fired uh, because it wasn't a glowing enough review. And like I say, it was replaced by an article by another guy who just said, oh, 5G is so wonderful. So um, there are also like cities there that are, that are banning stuff. There are petitions that are going on. Uh, there are entire Facebook groups that like spring up. And, and that's just for like one, just one topic, the topic of 5G. And it's, I mean, it's the same for like vaccines and, um, like, you know, all this stuff. And I think it's, that's actually very important because no, we may not actually change the world and it may not turn out exactly the way we want, but there needs to be somebody actually speaking out about this stuff. There needs mm -hmm. to be someone saying, uh, if, if only so that other people out there can hear you saying, no, like that's, that's ridiculous. Like, why are, why are they doing that? That's not right. Or this should be done or whatever. Um, and I think somehow, some way it, it does actually have an effect, uh, greater than we might think. Uh, because like I say, I, I, I'm, I don't think I'm important enough to have swayed the whole you know, community and like 5g and the dangers of wireless stuff. But I did actually notice that, you know, kind of me adding my voice to the chorus and, you know, it's like you wait a few months and suddenly I'm seeing little blips here and there. And I go, Oh, that's surprising. That city like bandit until further review. That's crazy. You know? Mm. Um, so I think it's important to just kind of stay on top of these things and, and uh, just, just kind of speak out about it and, and not be afraid, whatever, whatever the topic is. And, and uh, if you know that there's like a site like, like Merkel or green med info um, that's, 
that's having a hard time. You know, I don't know Dr. Merkula. I do know Sayerji and like, he's a good guy. And like that actually kind of irritated me because I'm like the dude, like, why are you censoring him? <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Merkula is a dude as well. Right. is a great guy. It's like Sayerji. He's just one of those guys who's just helped you know, millions of people probably just yeah. over the decades that they've been doing this. I mean, you, it's, it's unfathomable the amount of people who they must have helped without any kind of recognition or anything is, you know, people have just stumbled upon their articles and experienced life changing effects just by adding in small little changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been, I've been trying to think of like, Hmm, what can I do to, to help, you know, green net info. Like, I don't know. I haven't come up with anything brilliant yet, but mm. uh, just go read articles and, and share them more and stuff and, and see, you know. Um. Well, sharing our support here on this video for them. Because yeah. I know, I know I've read most of their work since the inception that it started. You know, mm-hmm. I always follow both those websites just to see you know, what new and exciting information they're coming about. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and it's not just one particular thing It's general overall health and the importance of informed consent. You know, that is your right, your sovereign right to be able to choose what you do with your own body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bill, I think we're, uh, coming up on our time here was there anything um that you what anything else that you had wanted to talk about scotty um no i don't think so just that uh i think it's yeah i just think it's important not to be i mean you know i get i get bummed you know if you do whatever topic or you know when i see this kind of thing happening or like i post some video and i'm like god this thing is like awesome and it's like people are gonna love it and it's gonna like you know, blow them away, man. And then like, no one watches it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you just have to like, you just have to keep going because, uh, you know, if things do get worse, well then, then you just keep going because what else are you going to do? I mean, you, well, like throw yourself out the window or something, you know? So, um, I think it's, I think it's, it's just, I don't know why. I, th- I think maybe just because I'm stubborn. You know, I'm like, no, you're not going to take down my favorite medical sites. You're not going to do this. And so I just kind of <laughs> share them more than ever. I'm going to, I may even, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a Twitter account. I don't have a Twitter account. I'm going to launch a Twitter account. I'm going to share nothing but Merkelon and Green Medicine. <laughs> 10 million followers. <laughs> All of a sudden, Scotty's banned on Twitter. <laughs> Good thing you tell him what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. No, but I think, yeah, like if you have any, any, any sites like that that you like, you know, and like always be thinking of like new and better ways to share stuff. Like if you're, if you do X, Y, and Z normally, well then add A, B, A, B, and C. Like if you don't normally email people links to articles with a little blurb, start doing that, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you never, you always think that like, well, this little action won't matter. And 
very often that's like the little, you know, the little flappy butterfly wing things and, and crazy things happen. So, Mm. um, yeah, we just have to sort of keep paying attention to what's going on and, and keep, you know, sharing stuff and fight the power. Yeah. Fight the power. Exactly. But in a nice way. (laughs) Killed them with kindness. Invite them. You know what we need to do? We need to invite Google and Facebook and YouTube people. We need to invite them for coffee. Oh yeah. Invite them on your show, and then we'll have we'll have we'll each have like a big a big honking American cup of coffee. And we'll be like, you know, we have more things in common. Let's sort it all out. By the time the show is over, we'll have fixed everything, and there you go. Yeah. Yes. I'll be hugging Zuckerberg. <laughs> I, I will not be hugging Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'll shake his hand. <laughs> okay, baby steps. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's our show for this week, guys. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, be to be sure to tune in next week for another exciting health topic on the Objective Health Show. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe down below. And thanks so much to Scotty for joining us today. Very good thanks conversation. Okay, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.